book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. For the last several studies, we have been concentrating on a very famous passage of Scripture. It is commonly referred to as Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, we've talked about being a gospel guide. Today, I want to show you what I believe is, is the real secret to the whole thing. Now, we've given several practical observations about how to guide others to God, but can I tell you what the real secret of the whole thing is? Philip was a man who was led by the Holy Spirit of God and empowered to get the gospel to others. This is really not the story of Philip and the eunuch. It is the story of the Holy Spirit and Philip. Let's make it more personal. What about the Holy Spirit and me? If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The question is not, is he there? The question is, are you following him? Are you being used of him? There are many people who are ignorant of the Holy Spirit, totally ignorant of the Holy Spirit. Simon in Acts chapter 8 is an example of that. Uh, And uh, some people want to use the Holy Spirit. And then there are those that understand uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to use them. And they yield themselves to the Spirit of Christ. And because of that, they're mightily used of God. Philip was a Spirit-filled man. In fact, you see the fruit of the Spirit in his life and ministry. Uh, Back in Samaria, in verse 7 and verse 8, there are two things. There's power and there's joy. Both of those are indicators of the work of the Holy Spirit. Wherever the Holy Spirit is at work, there is power to change people, and there is real joy. Did you notice the repeated mention of the Holy Spirit uh, in the story of Philip and this Ethiopian eunuch? In fact, it really begins and ends with the Holy Spirit. In verse 29, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And when the story is done, in verse 39, when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip. So from start to finish, like bookends on this story, it is really all about the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Let me give you a few observations about this today that you can apply to your own life, the Holy Spirit and me. The first is there is here an openness to the Holy Spirit. I think one of the great secrets is that Philip was open to the Holy Spirit of God. He was a man who was sensitive to God's leading. Are you sensitive to God's leading? You know, I think it's very interesting that it began with an angel speaking to Philip. It was an angel that said, go to the desert. But when he got to the desert, it was not an angel. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. I know some people who would love to have an angel speak to them, and they say, hey, if an angel spoke to me from heaven, I'd really obey Well, don't you think you ought to obey the God who sent the angel? In fact, I would say to you, I think the most spiritual thing here is not an angel, a messenger, telling you something. It is the Holy Spirit himself prompting you. Are you sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Are you receptive to any direction he might give? What the Holy Spirit told Philip to do was not logical. It worked against human reasoning. It wasn't Philip's idea. But as he listened and as he obeyed, the Holy Spirit led him. And only as he listened was he ready to speak to others. 
So if you're going to be used of God, there must be an openness to the Holy Spirit. Secondly, there must be obedience to the Holy Spirit. In verse 30, every time I read this, it just strikes me. Philip ran. He didn't walk. He ran. He ran to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. There was immediate obedience and enthusiastic obedience. I wonder, are you obeying immediately or are you trying to delay? That's disobedience. Are you obeying enthusiastically because that's the spirit of obedience? Yes, Lord, whatever you want. And so there's an openness to the Holy Spirit. There's an obedience to the Holy Spirit. Then there's the objective of the Holy Spirit. What is the objective of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit came to lift up Christ. Jesus prophesied that. He said when he comes, he won't speak of himself. He'll speak of me. He'll show the things of Christ to you. The objective of the Holy Spirit is always to lift up Jesus Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit used the Scriptures. Uh, The Holy Spirit always uses the Scriptures, but He always uses it for one great purpose. He wants us to know Christ. The question is not, will the Holy Spirit work? The question is, will we let the Holy Spirit work through us? Uh, In fact, the actual passage that this man was reading from Isaiah 53 says this, Who shall declare his generation? That's a great question. Who will declare it today? Who will share Christ today? Who will give the gospel today? Who? I want to say, me. Lord, count me in. I volunteer. Will you join that? Will you enlist in this? Will you say, by the grace of God, I will declare it? I've always noticed in this story, there are three men. Uh, There is a man of Ethiopia in verse 27. That's the lost man. Uh, There is, in verse 34, a reference to Christ, some other man. Is the prophet speaking of himself or of some other man? Who is that? That's Jesus. And standing between the man and the other man, uh, the Bible says in verse 31, how can I understand this except some man should guide me? You see, between the sinner and the Savior, there must be a Christian witness. There must be a Philip pointing the Ethiopian to Jesus. There must be someone that says, I'll get in on what the Holy Spirit wants done. And you'll find that when you begin speaking about Christ, the Holy Spirit speaks up too. He'll do what you can't do. He'll speak to the heart of the person if you'll just give them the gospel. So you have the openness to the Holy Spirit, the obedience to the Holy Spirit, the objective of the Holy Spirit. Then you have the order of the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes, he doesn't speak about everything. He points to Christ. And it's not foolishness and uh, ridiculous things. There's an order to it. The Holy Spirit always works through the Word. Remember, he's the Spirit of truth. So if someone says, if someone says they're operating under the power of the Holy Spirit and they're not glorifying Christ and they're not in agreement with the Word, get away from them. That's not the Holy Spirit. And so what must we do? We must know the Word of God and use the Word of God. We must study it and we must share it. I wish I had time to show you this, but if you'll read Ephesians, all the things that are attributes of being filled with the Spirit, and then you'll read Colossians, all the things that are characteristics of being filled with the Scriptures, you'll find they're the same. Do you know why that is? Because the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God and the Holy Word of God always work together. This is the order the Holy Spirit uses. And then, finally, there is the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit because in verse 39, after they baptized, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, led him to another place. See, to be led of the Spirit is not an event. It is a way of life. The Holy Spirit will use you to speak to one person, but he wants you to walk in the Spirit every day, all day. See, the real issue here is this. Not are you going to guide others to God. The real issue is this. Are you willing to be guided yourself? 
Because the work of the Spirit of God in your life is what produces the witness of the gospel to other people. I think sometimes we're trying to get Christians to witness and share Jesus who are themselves not yielded to the person of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to challenge you today. If you really want to be the Christian God saved you to be, and if you want to be the gospel witness God commanded you to be and see others come to salvation, then begin here to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I wonder, even now, would you just pause right where you are, bow your head and heart before God, and yield yourself to the control of the Holy Spirit? That's not spooky or mystical. It is spiritual, and it's powerful. Would you be willing to say to the Holy Spirit, take all there is of me, control my thoughts, my schedule, my words, my actions, my motives, use me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, speak through me today. Point other people to Jesus Christ because of your work in me. I tell you, as surely as the Holy Spirit and Philip were used of God, the Holy Spirit and you today can be the means of bringing many others to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, may we live this day conscious of the Holy Spirit in me and working through me to bring other people to salvation. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.